You are listening to the Bozeman United Methodist Church Sermon Podcast. Every Monday morning, you can catch up on the previous Sunday sermon or ones you've missed from the past. You can find out more about us at bozemanumc.org or on our Facebook or Instagram page. We appreciate you listening. Don't forget to share with a friend. Now all of you all are not at peace. Come on now. Think of all that we could get done if we had that kind of energy, right? I love it. I love it so much. My name is Pastor Zach Bechtold, and we're so glad that you're here with us this morning. Whether you're in person or you're online, we know that no matter how or when or where we gather, the Holy Spirit surrounds us, and we worship together this morning. And church, we are in the season of Advent. In fact, we're in the second week of Advent where my sweaters get uglier. Amen? Yeah? (laughs) And I encourage you in a couple of weeks on the fourth Sunday of Advent to wear your festive sweaters uh, to church, and we'll take a picture, and it's going to be a great time. Festive means ugly. I don't know if you caught that. (laughs) But this is the season of Advent. A season of waiting and and wondering, and last week we started a new series uh, that's going to carry us through the beginning of the year called A Child of the Light, where we begin to explore the stories that lead up to the birth of Christ in a variety of ways. And Advent is that season of waiting, a season of being present in the joy and the peace and the discomfort that this time of the year brings. And last week, we laid out an understanding of Advent hospitality, recognizing what it means to make room for people during this season. And we started with Mary's story, as she goes and visits her cousin Elizabeth, and, uh, who also was unexpectedly with child. See, Elizabeth graciously welcomes Mary into her home and affirms and blesses her as the mother of the Lord. And as Mary goes to Elizabeth's house, she is searching. She is seeking safe space for herself. She's searching for that Advent hospitality, for her just to to show up and, and be present right where she is. And she finds it. She finds it with Elizabeth. And the baby within her, within Elizabeth, leaps with joy as Mary walks through the door. And because it is the season of Advent and a season of unexpected, we're going to backtrack a little bit and and go into the past before Mary finds out that she's pregnant and goes to Elizabeth's house. We're going to find, uh, we're going to journey through Zechariah and Elizabeth's story as they find out they too will give birth. See, there's a couple of things that we know about Zechariah and Elizabeth. We know that Zechariah is a priest, and Elizabeth comes from the line of Aaron, which makes them both priestly and righteous. Luke's gospel tells us that they both hold that righteousness, and that is significant. We know that they have never had children, and we know that Elizabeth and and Zechariah are both well beyond childbearing years. Luke's gospel would say they're very old, but we're not going to use that language. Zechariah and Elizabeth are simply faithfully living out their lives. They're tending to the life of the temple, and, and each of them in their own ways are doing good wherever they can. And this is exactly where we find them today. 
See, Zechariah and his priestly duties, they had this lottery of who got to do what, and, and he wins. He wins the priestly lottery, and he gets to go into the Lord's sanctuary and begin to burn incense as an offering to prepare the space for worship. This was a very holy job, and you always went in alone. You would go in and prepare the, the sanctuary as people waited outside, and they prayed and began to just be present in these moments. And I want you to imagine for a moment, you're Zechariah, and your job is to come into this sanctuary here at 5 a.m. in the morning and get the church ready for the service. You're setting up microphones, you're, you're praying, you're swinging incense. You're simply present in the moment. You're simply in the peace of a quietly, dimly lit sanctuary. Believing that you're here all alone and there's nobody else but you and God in this space. And then right there is the angel Gabriel. And I can assure you, I can assure you, if you were here alone and you believed that you were alone and suddenly there's somebody right here, I know, you would be terrified. I can assure you that if you come in to this church anytime before 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning and you sneak up on me, my soul will leave my body. <laughs> there is no fear like believing that you are alone in a place and not being alone. That's where we find Zechariah today. Hear it again. An angel from the Lord appeared to him, standing right, right at the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw the angel, he was startled and overcome with fear. And the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayers have been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will give birth to your son, and you must name him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many people will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the Lord's eyes. He must not drink of wine and liquor. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. He will bring many Israelites back to the, to the Lord their God. He will go before the Lord equipped with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will turn, their hearts of, turn the hearts of fathers back to their children, and he will turn the disobedient to righteous patterns of thinking. He will make ready a people prepared for the Lord. The angel appears. The angel appears and gives the customary greeting for angels when they appear and they scare the life out of people. Don't be afraid. What a way to start. <laughs> what a way to start. Now, Zechariah is in the sanctuary. He's by himself. This angel appears and then proceeds to tell him, one, don't be afraid, but also your wife Elizabeth is going to give birth. And you will name him John. And understandably, the angel assures Zechariah that John will, will bring his parents much joy and delight. Many will rejoice in his birth, and God will, he will be great in God's eyes. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before birth, which last week we saw that as Mary entered Elizabeth's house, John in, Mary's, in Elizabeth's womb jumps for joy. We see that already. But here's where it gets interesting. If none of that was interesting, here's where it gets interesting. Gabriel goes on to tell Zechariah that his son, John, aside from being delightful and favored by God, will bring the Israelites back to God. John will be like Elijah. 
Yeah, that Elijah from, from the Old Testament, he will be like Elijah. Your son, John, will prepare the way for the Lord. That is no, no small feat. That's a big job for John. And Zechariah hears all of this, and what does he do? He doubts. He asks the question of Gabriel, can you, or how can you be sure? And of course he does. He understands his stage in life. He understands that he is very old and Elizabeth is old because, I mean, there's an age gap and the guys are much older, right? Zechariah is very old. He understands, but he responds. I think he responds exactly how each and every one of us in this room would. How can you be sure? And Gabriel responds by assuring him that not only is the message he brings is true, he tells Zechariah that he'll remain silent for the duration of the pregnancy. And I'm sure Elizabeth, when he got home, was like, thank God. (laughs) There were some amens from the ladies in the house. Come on. (laughs) Now, it's really easy to take this sermon and turn it in and talk about Zechariah's doubt and that his silence was punishment for his disbelief. But I don't think that's what's happening here. I don't for a minute think that's what's going on here. I think for Zechariah in this moment, his silence is a gift because he can't speak. Because he can't speak for the rest of this pregnancy, it makes space for him to be present, to be at peace in his disbelief. I want you to think, have you ever been in a place where you had to simply be silent, whether you went on a retreat or you were at the library or a store or just anywhere, and you were just silent as you watched people around you? There's something that happens when we, as people, aren't talking or thinking of the next thing we're going to say. When we simply sit in silence and peace and we watch the world that's going on around us, we are far more observant and present in those moments. We see more when we say less. And I think that's exactly where Zechariah is. Yeah, he had some doubt. Of course he did. He had faithful and normal doubt. And Gabriel gives Zechariah the gift of silence so that he can be fully present in these moments. And there is some deep theological significance at the idea that as Elizabeth gives birth to John, a prophetic voice out in the wilderness, that the one who is going to pave the way for Jesus, that's John. There's some significance that his voice will show up as his father's, as Zechariah's priestly voice is silenced to make room for his prophetic voice. There's some significance there. But as we lean into this Advent season, as we lean into the idea of peace, what do we do with this story? What do we do with Zechariah and Elizabeth as they learn that they will finally have a child? A child that will grow up, grow up to wear camel hair and have a diet of, of bugs and honey and ruffle the feathers of the religious elite as he paves the way for Jesus. What do we do with this? What do we do with the waiting 
with the anticipation, with the silence. We hear the stories. We dig in. And we put ourselves in the shoes of, of those that we remember. People like Zechariah and Elizabeth, Joseph and Mary, the shepherds, the wise men, even the innkeeper, and so many more. We put ourselves in their shoes because they're people just like us. But you and I have the benefit of the full story. We see the bigger picture. We see God at work in the ordinary people of the day. We see where God is at work with Zechariah and Elizabeth, with Mary and Joseph, with everybody. We see where God is at work in ways that are familiar and maybe ways that rhyme with our own lives. See, it's easy to read or hear Zechariah's story about Gabriel showing up and about him being silenced. It's easy to hear and read about Elizabeth being pregnant and that John will become the person who paves the way for Jesus. We can point to the words and the moments where we see God at work. But when we begin to ask ourselves the same question, where do you see God at work in your life? When we take the moment to be silent, to find some peace. And you ask yourself that question, where do you see God at work? Church, that was intentional. Not where do you see God at work in me or your neighbor or anybody else. Where do you see God at work in your life? And I ask it that way because it's easier to see God at work in the lives of others. Because we can pull back and we see the bigger picture when we look around the world. When we look at others' lives, we can see God working in and out. Because we're just far enough away. But when we take a look at our own life, when we take a look within ourselves and to see where God is at work, sometimes we're too close and we can't quite focus. And sometimes it feels like there's nothing but silence. And that that dim glimmer of light and hope is too far off. But when we began to ask this question, when we began to search within, where do you see God at work in your life? It's such a vital question to who we are. Such a vital question to our faith to our souls. And church, there are days that when we ask ourselves that question, faithfully we answer, I have no idea where God is at work. God seems silent and far off. There are days when we can see so vividly where God is at work. And there are days where we're surprised and, and fearful and, and full of joy and doubtful and everything in between when we begin to see God at work. Zechariah and Elizabeth teach us a couple of things this Advent season. They teach us that waiting is hard. Think about all of the life that they lived waiting for a child. Think about the conversations they had, the hopes and the dreams, the doubts, the fears, all of it. All the full range of human emotion, feelings, and, and reality within that. They teach us that waiting is hard. 
They teach us that doubt is faithful. They teach us that silence is a gift, a gift that brings peace. And most of all, they teach us to never stop asking, where is God at work in our life? And we hear that in the very first thing, well, the second thing that Gabriel says to Zechariah, after he says, hey, don't be afraid, it's okay, this is normal. Gabriel tells Zechariah, your prayers have been heard. Church, it may not be today or tomorrow. It may be years from now. But in every season of life, continue to ask where God is at work. And out of the normal and ordinary of life, our prayers will be heard. May we be at peace in the silence today. And may we never stop searching. We pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Bozeman United Methodist Church Sermon Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on each week's sermon. To find out more information about us, you can go to bozemanumc.org or check us out on our Facebook and Instagram pages. No matter where you find us or connect with us, we pray that you get out there and do good.